Welcome to the Problematic Sticker, BSU's anime podcast. It's the third official episode of this. And we are raring to talk about more anime-based goodness. I am your host, Neil Voltz, here mainly because I do hosting normally on podcasts and not because I have any in-depth knowledge of anime beyond what's recommended each week. So We forced him to do it. Yeah, this is it. It's contractually obligated nonsense. As is. But uh, the people surrounding me, though, they are quite in the know about them animes. Hmm. Uh, I have, of course, our, our regular contributor that is Klaus Nightbringer. Hi, welcome. How's it going, everybody? I have Mr. Ben Schillover-Hall. I'm forced to be on every podcast that exists ever. I mean, hello. <laughs> That just how it happened to fit your needs and means. And we also have Gary Bagdasara. Hello, I am the one who forces Ben to be on every podcast ever. <laughs> we have Timothy. There's nothing news about this. I'm kind of okay with that. Yeah, I, I, I remembered that I didn't remember a second one again this week. So that's, that's the best you get, I'm afraid. Uh, I think you could do like much... A noons about nothing. Uh, now I can't. You've used it. <laughs> Stolen. I've got one. Can, I've got, can I say one? His noons still haven't been leaked. It's Tim Noons. That's not true either. <laughs> well, no. Leaked means that you didn't officially release them. <laughs> what is he not releasing? <laughs> well... I officially release at least twice a day. <laughs> hey, same here. We can be release buddies. We're talking about le- we're talking about leaking, right? Yes. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. What leaking? I don't know, but still. Various oils. Starting with the problematic stickers early, huh? I mean, yeah. if you're leaking, you might want to go see a doctor immediately. At the very least, immediately, yes. I don't know. Um, around here. The last doctor I talked to told me that I didn't have to take my medication, so I'm not sure how credible that is. Yeah. Uh well. Let's, let's keep it moving, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, just because I want to forget that I run people on the podcast and they'll get annoyed at me. Um, Chris <laughs> Bissa? Yes. Chris, Hello. you're Hello, present. <laughs> and, yes. and I left this for last because um, he has a special tale to tell uh, after the end of last week's podcast. Uh, it is Mr. Alfonso Boxel. Hello, everyone. So, Alfonso, before we uh, talk anime, we would like to know the, the non-animated drama in your own life that occurred in the hours after this very podcast. Yeah, Okay, before I start, y'all don't know this, but I'm going to tell you now because eventually y'all will find out throughout the story. I have a bad attitude and temper problem. And when people (laughs) affect certain people, I lose it. So with that being said, last week for Chris and Klaus, because Chris wasn't here and Klaus left early, Janet came back early from Chicago, upset, because she found out that her room, her roommate was stealing her stuff. So she rushed into my house mad. I don't know what the problem is. 
she gets here and she shows me the video. As, as, I, as I'm seeing the video, I start to lose it. So I go upstairs and I'm, tell, I'm telling myself, what should I bring? Should I bring my machete? Should I bring my axe? Should I bring my sledgehammer? I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't want to kill these people because then I'm going to jail. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to bring my brass knuck and my Deadpool knife. So get in the car. My phone, my phone was dead because of the podcast, so I left it there. So we get in the car. I'm seeing God was on my side because no cops involved, no cops nowhere. We get there. Their big mistake, they should have been left. So we get there. Shannon opened the door. We run straight to her room, and then they turn to see us. And she, the girl, is shocked. And she has this big dude boyfriend, I guess. I guess is, I don't know who he is. All I know is, yeah, I need to drop this shit. And Shannon said, how can you do this? Blah, blah, blah. And the girl is saying, oh, I just, I'm envious of you. And I like your stuff and all this stuff. And I've been planning it. Like, she basically told, like, she's been planning this because she knows Shannon goes travel a lot. And she knew Shannon was going away this time. And she was going to just take the stuff, leave, leave, meaning never pay her, her, her rent, bail on her lease. And just sell the stuff and, and go somewhere else. Hmm. I, I was like, okay. So the guy starts to walk up to me. And I told him two things. You better do something now. Or you're going to be knocked out. I said, so I told him, get your free shots. Now. So he took out his knife. I said, go ahead. Go ahead and cut me. I let him cut me because I already know my body is already damaged because of all the axes that I have in the past that most I'm immune to certain things now. So he got two of my fingers. So I was bleeding pretty bad, but I didn't feel affected. They using the iron, so he burned me. But it wasn't that bad because the part that he burned me, I don't feel nothing there. And that said, that's all you got? And then he kind of backed away because he know, he saw the look in my eyes that he knew I was about to shit. So I swung and he lifted up his arm and I cut him. Shannon told me about arteries, certain arteries, so I know the place that I cut him, he dropped. He was all woozy and he dropped. That's when I took out my brass knucks and I started wailing on his face. I broke his nose, I gave him black eyes, bust his lip, all his front teeth were knocked out. Like, am I done? I'm not saying this to myself, am I done? I'm like, let me warn. I took my Deadpool knife and I slashed his face. Big slash over there, he's gushing blood and he's holding his face. I gave Shannon the brass knuck. I said, go ahead, get your licks. She fucked up the girl's face. Like, completely, from forehead all the way to chin. Then we called the police. We tell them what happened, self-defense, blah, blah, blah. They filed the report. They arrested them. I called my cousin. I said, I need a favor. To my cousin's a lawyer. I need you to set a court date tomorrow. We went tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. They both get in life because my cousin did a special tricks. All the stuff that they was touching, I told Shannon, dump that shit. I will replace all that. I said, no, what you want to do? You want to go back to Chicago or you want to go somewhere else? She said, let's go somewhere else. So I just was in Jamaica for five days. I didn't have nothing on me besides my passport. So I couldn't watch you no know, anime down there. And um, we came back Saturday. We cleaned up her place. We went shopping. I replaced all the stuff. I slept there. Sunday morning, which is today, as I was getting ready for work, I only saw My Hero Academia and Bar, so I couldn't watch Cloud's Recommendation and the other ones that I missed. 
And that was it. So, like, well, all the... I guess my question wow. is, uh, this is all the court stuff's done, right? And you don't have to worry about yeah, all this is done. You don't have to worry about this possibly being a confession. No, that okay. was my thought too, Tim. Yeah, like, uh, should you be telling us this? Yeah, my head was screaming, "Stop the podcast!" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like we're gonna cut this out of the podcast, right? <laughs> I'm sorry. I think I wonder if he had the knife in his mouth. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> the only thing that was going through my head was I know he's got two hands but and he was driving, but did he hold it in his mouth? <laughs> and, and he could still speak perfectly perfectly fine. You could understand him completely. Oh my word. <laughs> that was, that was as long as you're good. As long as you're good. Yo, I'm I'm good. I feel better. Shannon's a little shaken up still. So I she's still buying stuff. I said go ahead, continue to buy stuff. Like she was shaking because she can't believe the girl did this to her. Like I thought you know, and I, I, I have a vibe. I don't trust certain people the way that, based off, you know, personality-wise of when I meet them. So I personally installed a camera before Shannon got equated with him. So I knew if something happened like this, then we'd be prepared. So I've been preparing for this because there's always some type of jealous people who jealous certain people. And with Shannon, everyone is her. So I, I was waiting for this. So she she enjoyed her time in Jamaica. We had fun. But did so, you carry the knife in your mouth? No, Ben. I did not carry the knife <laughs> in my mouth. So while in Jamaica, I was like, oh, yeah, I have to ask some stuff. So Ben said, hi. And she said, hi. Yes. Neil said three. I kept saying three, 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 three. What do you mean by three? I said, no, just think back at the number three. And she thinking, she thinking. She said, oh, Neil. I said, yes. So she's like, I'm told her, why is Neil 3? And, and I'm going to try to explain this the best way I can from her point of view. Neil is 3 because of your accent. <laughs> I, I, knew it. Me, I knew it. Let me explain. Ben is first because of his accent and he's nice to me. Yeah. Neil is 3 because of his accent, but he's mean to me. And <laughs> though she likes both accents, she didn't want to put Ben first with two, so that's why Tim is two as a buffer zone to keep them <laughs> separate. Oh, I'm I'm the I'm the I'm the I'm the filler I'm the filler. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You're, <laughs> you're the you're the Carla of the anime podcast. So then Klaus is for because he's new and he feels that she feels that. He's gonna take Neil's spot soon to make him three, <laughs> and then Chris and Gary. She called them the asshole duels because they're a pair and they need to be together. That's why they both fly. So, well, yeah. you know, asses have yeah. two cheeks. Uh, <laughs> you can't so, make it the last one a pair. That's that's her explanation. Oh my god, brilliant! Well, this is so crazy because I'm an asshole. <laughs> yeah, see, I'm not the only one that thinks so, Gary, and I'm right there with you. You're stuck. That's because you me. make me look that way. I do no such thing. You do it all on your own. I mean, Gary, to be fair, even before Chris came along, we we, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we had seriously. As for the rest, Tim, I told her that you said she. You know, you're glad that you got to Chicago safely. She said thank you. For your best wishes. As for Gary, you said you're not going to say nothing. She said at this moment, it doesn't matter because you're now good in her book. So 
Yeah, and that was it. I'm no good to what? No, you're, she you're said good. you're now good in her book. All I know oh. is she said hi back, so I'm happy. <laughs> I, I honestly think you misheard her and she said no good. <laughs> that's what I thought. Probably. <clears throat> that, that's some shit there, Fonzie. I'm yeah, glad crazy. you guys are all right. And... Honestly, I wanted to kill the dude, but... Yeah, that was that was going too far. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, we definitely wouldn't be talking about it right now. Uh, no, no, I would have to press the stop button on this podcast. I, I mean, in the sense of well, you know, uh, Alfonso would you find to kill us off after telling us uh, all this? <laughs> or I wouldn't be kill y'all. I'll be fine as long as he carries a knife in his mouth. Why? Oh my god! Why? No. <laughs> I don't want to be Zorro. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> Anyway, Zorro is um, the only good One Piece character. I would want to be him. Now, Ben, I know you said that this week's My Hero Academia was really good, yeah? Yeah. But, uh, is it good enough to top that? I don't think anything's good enough to top that. <laughs> I think that's its own anime. Yeah, I mean, yeah I, that, it was at least in keeping, yeah. I suppose. Just watch out when that guy comes back in his Super Saiyan form, though, yeah? <laughs> Yeah. I could see Fonzie going Super Saiyan. Yeah. No, y'all don't know. I have a lot of built-up anger. Super Saiyan rage. Core. Yeah, there you go. Super Saiyan. It's probably all the E numbers from the ketchup. <laughs> I'm, I'm reminded of <laughs> Super Saiyan Red because <laughs> of the ketchup. Confirms ketchup makes you a Saiyan. <laughs> a slaying Saiyan. <laughs> well, yeah. So you know. My Hero Academia. Yeah. What happened then? Oh, am I talking about it? Okay. Um, oh, you're one of the people that watched it, aren't you? Yeah, I am. Oh. Try to remember it now. It, it, I've watched it like three <laughs> times. It's, 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 wow. It was, no, it was very action heavy. That right, was the right. problem. So, so just to clarify, <laughs> it was really good this week, but you had to watch it three times and you're still not sure if it was good. I, I no, it was really okay, good. So but it was extremely action packed. There's yeah. a lot to remember, and I'm trying to remember uh, as well. They didn't, they didn't start off with them going to the warehouse. They, they was actually tracking the location. Yeah, and then and then they had the um, the the, you know, the continued the police reports, and then we had the fav- my favorite part of the entire episode. Even though it's probably the most boring part for most people, but for me, it was probably my favorite part. Uh, right after they uh, like. Oh, a police a delivery from the pizza place. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly all the heroes bust through. Like the, the, like the villains thought they actually ordered pizza. Yeah, they were actually <laughs> expecting pizza to turn up for some reason. <laughs> Maybe they did and it wasn't shown on screen. <laughs> I'm starting to be... Was I there? <laughs> Wait, Ben, you skipped a part first before that. Oh, yeah. So they, get, they, they go to the location... But they're trying to figure out how to infiltrate it. Oh, yeah. So they decide to go around back. And then they decide to look in. And they found out that it was a warehouse full of, um, full of new moves. Yeah. And yeah. then you could go to your park. Yeah. Yeah, yeah warehouse full of Namus. And yeah, that was crazy seeing all those Namus. Uh, to be honest, I was expecting something stupid. Like, oh, look. Look at that porn mag that's on the floor. Yeah, well, the way you reacted, I didn't expect it to be serious with like a load of nine moves. Um, but the heroes already knew because oh, they, yeah. they took out the facility. Oh yeah, they already knew about all of it. 
Because the, the police, the police had done research on it, knew about all the different hides. Mm-hmm. Well, they knew about this place because of the tracker that yeah. um, Mo- that Momo had placed. But uh, they they knew that it was a different building than where the uh, the hideout was because yeah. they didn't they they saw that uh, uh, Dobby walk into the other building, and that's yeah. where half of the heroes went there, and then the other half of the heroes with the police went to the Nomu warehouse where um, all the kids were. And the kids decided that it wasn't a good idea to get involved, so they started walking off later on. But we got to see some of the heroes actually get some action. That's why I like this episode, because all the heroes got a moment to shine. Yeah, they all got to show off their cool, like, quirks. <laughs> like the tree guy, he was cool. I like I liked Mountain Lady putting the truck yeah. on as a slipper and smashing yeah. the building. <laughs> that, was that was pretty was funny. Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> Uh, what's the other guy that um, anticipated uh, the dude that the warp gate dude? I don't don't know that, oh, that, that name. ninja guy. Yeah, that ninja yeah. guy. I wondered what that was. I thought the villains were actually doing something until he appeared. I was like, oh my god, what are the villains doing to get out of this? And then realized it was just a ninja guy. Yeah, it was the, yeah it stopped him from warping, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Okay, so what's the guy's name? I can't remember his name. The guy that has the decay quirk power. Chris? Do you know? That had the witch quirk power? The the one where he could decay people. Oh, oh, main, oh main villain. To- Tomber, yeah, the main the yeah, Tomber Shigaraki, the main villain. Facebook. Yeah, so he gets upset that he his plan is you know, they got caught and he fell, but he's saying that it's not over, it's not over. And he's calling Master, and then all of a sudden, yeah. all these normals come out of nowhere. And the normals started warping through, but then Bakugo, he gets warped again. And All yeah. Might gets upset that he couldn't save him. Yeah. We'll know who warped him out in the end. Well, we'll do mm-hmm. all along, really. Yeah. It's crazy that he's already in the field. Or, yeah. Well, apparently he was sitting in the warehouse with all the Nomos. Yeah. So. And, um, yeah, then when, when he comes out of the shadows yeah. and uh, um, the genus tries to you know, hold him with his um, fabric powers. And, yeah, that, yeah. that didn't go so well, did it? No, it didn't go well at all. No. No, I like the genus. He's pretty cool, actually. I like how he kept all the Nomos at bay. That was interesting. He essentially just tied him up. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, like you guys, I really enjoyed this episode as well. Uh, it had a slow kind of build up to it, uh, where they're trying to, you know, they're still having those uh, interviews with uh, the principal of the school and Eraserhead. Eraserhead, who I'm really surprised wasn't in the field with them. Um, it's interesting because. I, I sit here and I wonder, like, the racer heads quirk affect All Might, or it doesn't Does affect it... certain quirks from what we can tell. Like, it, um, it actually, on... I think it would because it did affect um, the Midoriya. Yeah, um, yeah, Midoriya has got affected yeah. as well. Remember? Yeah, yeah so pretty... you would think bringing him along would have been essential. To what they're oh, planning. 
Oh, you were thinking that maybe it could have stopped uh, all for one? Yeah. I like, don't think it, it could stop something like that because I, I don't know. Well, that's the thing. All, that's all what I'm one has multiple powers. Yeah. yeah. You can only stop one power at a time. Yeah. So, but didn't he, didn't All Might get his power him? All for one had it, and yeah. then he gave it to All Might. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So well, what are what are the multiple powers that he has? Yes, he, he drains what? persons. All for one drains people's powers. So that's essentially his power. Yeah. If he stops that power, he loses control of all the other powers. Mm. No, I don't think so. I would doubt that as well. And for one thing, it doesn't really affect the. It raises heads a bit. It doesn't really affect powers that mutate you. So the reason why it affected. Um, Midori is because his he he doesn't use it the same way as All Might does. Yeah, I think All Might would have been hit by a razor's heads thing because his his quirk is a mutation, yeah, body mutation instead of just a normal quirk. Because yeah, like uh, if he had used it on a, like when he tried to use it on Nomo, the Nomo still kicked his ass because the, uh-huh. his quirk wasn't just the fact that he was yeah he, he was he was really strong anyway. So yeah, they have multiple powers as well. Yeah. Okay. So he may have stopped one power, but not another one. Yeah. We know he can stop multiple people's powers at the same time. But I am I'm, I'm imagine that in, in, in this case, uh, All for One is, is beyond any way that he could stop him. No, like see, that's the thing. We, we don't really know much about him still. He's still a huge mystery. And uh, I can say this. I think one of another reason why he wasn't there was because it, it would have been less of a less of a ruse because by having all the teachers at the conference that were at the training camp shows it, it makes it look like that they, they're just focused on the media right now yeah because yeah. I mean, all yeah. of this was happening simultaneously yeah oh see I didn't get that part yeah everything yeah, that, they were that we saw that live. Yeah. Yes. No, because it looked like they were doing the press conference in the daytime, and then they kept cutting to nighttime, which is when the yeah. thing was taking no, place. No, it was indoors. Was... Yeah, it was indoors. It was all... Yeah, that's why I was confused. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they were watching it live in the villain's hideout when they were making Bakugo watch that uh, announcement. I think it, the conference ended before they attacked, but it was right before. Literally, the conference ended, and then as that ended, they attacked. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, but... Yeah, like you guys said, the ending was a very big surprise because clearly now we know there's more than one Nomu factory because where did all these other Nomus come from? Well, but... we knew that already because um, they said, uh, when he asked for more, they said, oh yeah, we haven't perfected them all. Here, have five, I think it was. So, When was this? Yeah, when he uh, attacked the training. Was it when he attacked the, the training? It was, it was before the stain. Yeah. It was before the stain incident when he goes into the city with those uh, couple to, yeah. to cause the chaos. Yeah, he asked um, his, his all for one um, if he could have some more Nomus. And he's like, nah, you can have a couple. Well, yeah, but that doesn't mean there's more than one facility. The way they made it out to be that all the Nomus were in that one facility. I mean, he's lived they for never so many specifically said there's multiple facilities. He's lived for so long, I'm sure the guy should be smart enough to realize not to put all his eggs in one basket. But then yeah. he is an anime villain, so I might... Well, no, I'm, a really I'm nice just basket. saying it's not something they 
said something yeah. obviously now we well, can assume was the thing. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I really this probably was one of my favorite episodes. Though I think next week's going to top it, depending on how it goes. It's going to be interesting. Perhaps. We should talk about whether all those guys are dead now, though. <laughs> what do you mean? Mount Lady, Genus, uh, who else? The was shark there? dude. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. all the SWAT team. Like, are they dead? Because that's what it seems like. They're gonna die. I'm sure they're gonna, gonna die. Gonna or are they already dead? I don't think they're dead, are they? They didn't see I didn't see that part. You didn't see anything. It was no. just they didn't the, show the, anything. They just showed him standing on top of a bunch of rubble. He was he was floating, dude. He was like floating midair like super powered, like he had just like wasted that. No, whole but no, they box. did show the one scene with a whole bunch of dead bodies. Yeah. Right at the end. But but they cut it really fast. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Were they dead or were they just knocked out from the force? I don't know. There's blood everywhere, so I'm assuming they're dead. Uh, but then they also said that, watch if you keep watching, it says that they saw a scene of their deaths. So whether that's actually what's, you know, them dying or if it's just like a premonition or whatever. Well, again, when did this happen? At the end of the episode. At the end um, of the episode. It- because yeah, all, the, all the kids was talking about it. Yeah, yeah. All the kids were basically just frozen in fear yeah. behind that wall. And they, they they said they saw a premonition of their own deaths, and they were it, that was a pretty bloody yeah. scene there, but it was just in their heads. Yeah. It's like, I watch I it. I'm taking things completely different direction than where you guys are taking yeah. it from. It's like, remember when <laughs> I they, assume their premonition was they saw all these people die, and now they're pretty much guaranteed to die because if these heroes can't stop them, they don't stand yeah. a chance. That's what I took as a premonition, not them magically seeing their future. Well, not the fact that they see their future. The presence both. of all for one is what makes them see it sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Just having his presence near them sees their death. Like if you've watched, uh, if you ever watched the original series of Naruto, when um, Sakura so gets scared because they just randomly throw out another power that he has, he can make people see their futures. No, he's not. He can't. They're not actually seeing the future. It's just that his presence makes them fear for their life. Yeah, that like when Frieza releases a bunch of energy. Yeah. And it makes Krillin and Gohan all scared. Well, yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah, but you made it sound like they're actually dead. No, everybody else is dead. Not the four of them. Not the four kids. Everybody yeah. else. We'll find out next week. <laughs> I'm, I'm just really confused with the information being conveyed here yeah. between us and what we saw. I I don't know what to say. It made sense to me. Yeah. All for one comes out. We don't know if the if the main heroes are alive or dead, but all for one, they the other kids they can fizz power emanating from him because all for one has so many different powers. Uh, you know, if you if you have super speed, super strength, can throw fireballs, turn everything into a vast wasteland, like all of those powers, he's definitely the yeah. main like main villain and him just coming out and like blowing up the blowing away that apologies there we did lose a tiny bit at the end of the uh my hero academia talk but we did cover pretty much everything we want to and much of it will probably be coming up again next week uh with the continuation of that um but anyway we shall move on to baruto whilst is going to bring us up to speed with what's happened on this week's Oh, yeah, there was a lot that happened in the uh, semifinals of the tune-in exam. Uh, ben, what did you think of uh, the fights that we got on on this week's episode? 
I thought the fight against Wissarada was behavior. I wasn't expecting the puppet master sort of twist. Spoilers! But yeah, um, the enemy that she was facing, uh, Araya, yeah. he, uh, he seemed like he was like really technical and, and was able to move yeah. extremely fast and could av- even uh, avoid genjutsu. Um, that's when Sarada put two and two together and remembered that the hidden sand village has puppet users. So she sends a lightning blast um, at kind of at her enemy who dodges, but then it goes up into the stands and yeah. it takes out a big chunk of the, uh, the, the ceiling overhead, uh, revealing that her opponent has been up there the time. Yeah. And I found it funny. They talked about the rules afterwards. Like, well, you know, it's a, it's a disqualification if you leave the arena and Shikamaru was like, well, you know, if you didn't enter the arena, technically you're not disqualified. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm on a, on a little bit of a technicality. So they yeah. continue the fight. Um, and apparently Araya is not as uh, um, confident uh, when he mm-hmm. has been exposed to be the puppet master like that. And she basically ends the match by shooting a giant fireball at the, yeah. puppet. Um, the puppet. And Sarada moves on. Yeah. And then we get the match we were all looking forward to, Shinki versus Mitsuki. And that was a match. Oh, yeah, it was amazing. Was, uh, Shinki, the Iron Sand user, um, and Mitsuki, uh, the spawn of Orochimaru, um, can use multiple different types of jutsus. Uh, wind, I, I think mainly wind, but uh, also can use some lightning style. Yeah. Which ends up being extremely uh, useful against the Iron Sand. Yep, yeah. I like the the when he went underground though. That was pretty cool. The hiddenness, the fact that he's using his snake juices as well. Yep, it made it a snake clone uh, while he was hiding yeah. underground, uh, a la uh, Naruto from the original Chunin exam. Remember that bit? Oh yeah, I remember that way. He hid this, this uh, shell underground because uh, the Shar- wasn't it Sasuke's Sharon gun. Uh, no, it was uh, um, against uh, um, Neji. Oh, that was it. Yeah, that was it. Because Neji's a uh, biker gun. That was it. Yes. Yeah, that was a nice little throwback there. But yeah. uh, ended up being that it was just an iron stone. Yeah, that and, was and an then, interesting twist. I like that. Lots of lots of different types of clones yeah. in the Naruto universe. Yeah, that makes sense, I guess. But because yeah. well, uh, Gara had the sand clone. So. Yeah. All the, all the clones all the time. Yeah. But basically, uh, Shinki was um, basically trying to force Mitsuki into using his sage mode. Yeah. And he wasn't going to have it, so he he goes, I'm up. Yeah. And I wonder he forfeited. if he would have won if he'd used, been able to use it. I don't know. That That's a good question, because yeah. Shinki made it sound like he wasn't using his full power either. No. Which means we're gonna, they're going to have a time, uh, Nar- uh, Boruto and uh, Sarada um, yeah. against Shinki in the finals next week. But they are teaming up, so. Yep, they they show that th- they talked about it. They're going to team up against uh, Shinki to start with, at least, and they'll they'll, they'll figure out how they they fight fight it out afterwards, if they can survive. Oh. But it's going to be interesting now that uh, Boruto is not going to be, you know, one on one with somebody. Yeah. Is he going to be wearing the uh, 
that uh, scientific tool? Computer says yes, probably. Yeah, and, you know. You know, again, I'm hoping no, but you know, storyline's probably going to say yeah, he's going to, and so we'll we'll see what uh, what comes of all that. Uh, Sarah's probably going to kick his ass, but like I said, that's all speculation. It's what we're going to see next week. But yeah, this week's was good. Another uh, yeah, another really good episode. Yeah, I like the fact that uh, it's fit force. It made the the uh, Shikadai's team, you know, you know, Inogen and. Oh, and they went to the uh, barbecue place. Yeah, how they want to go and train harder for the next tuning exam. It inspired yep. them to all their teachers' money on food. Yep, and yeah, it's inspired uh, Inogen to to order while uh, Chocho yep. and uh, Shikadai were talking to uh, their 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 teacher, and uh, he ordered all the expensive cuts of meat. Oh, they should have known by now that that was going to happen. I'm sorry, you bring your, you bring one of Choji's family into a food place. But it wasn't Chocho that did it, though. No, but Inojin probably knows how much Chocho eats. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong, but you no, know, it was yeah. it was kind of funny. And like I said, I'm 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 enjoying this particular story arc. I want to see how the tournament finishes. I'm betting it's going to be a, a couple episodes before we uh, get um. Well, get I hope a they don't rush it. I hope we do get the finals, and they don't sort of do what the movie did and did what the original series of of just like, oh no, the finals happening. Oh no! Something's happened, and the villains are here now. Cue the side, uh, the the main mission, the main story change, yeah. blah blah blah. The twist. Yeah, the twist. Plot twist. What twist? But yeah, but the no, I, was good. Yes, I I agree. We got an episode that didn't have that stupid tool in it. Which is even better because that tool <laughs> is stupid. <laughs> Cheater no jutsu. Yeah, hack no jutsu. Splendid. So, I suppose that means we move on to our choices, our picks, our general things we got given. Uh, Alfonso, as, as I explained, did not get to uh, watch his, so... I'm sad. His life became yeah. an anime, so it's fine. Trust me, yeah. Klaus, I will... As soon as we're done... Oh, I'll before we start, can I ask... Most of it. Yeah, go ahead, man. Can I ask, what did you think that figure I bought? I'm I'm I was shocked when when you when you tweet me that they that they make those yeah. that particular figure I was shocked I was like oh in that time oh it was the complication that I was dealing with was mostly over so yeah. I was like wondering when has been bought because I was like tweet me and then when I actually saw it, I was like wow I never expect them to make that I mean it's interesting <laughs> do it's I dare ask what it actually what it is. I'll, the pit, I'll put the picture on Skype if you want. So it's uh, problematic. No, it's not problematic. It was, it's, remember <laughs> the anime I suggested to him about the cat that lives a banana? Oh, okay. It, it, I found, uh, when I went to a game, like a couple of days later, I found that they had figures based. Oh, yeah, so, I remember. You, you tweeted that a while back, didn't you? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I remember that now. So, so um, the funny thing is, I show my sister because she likes cats. Yeah. And now she wants me to find where to get it. It's like, I don't know where to get this. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stop those sell this. They literally only one. That was the only one they got. Well, check Amazon. I'm sure they have it. Yeah. Yeah, Amazon has everything. Let me send you an affiliate link. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have one of those? 
know, but I do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, next week when I've got a bit more money, I'm going to go buy the other figure because I've got two. Okay. So, yeah. Cool. So, I know you just talked a bunch, Ben, but as we decided alphabetically this week, um, you you are next on the list. So, Ben, what were you given to watch? I couldn't remember, but I knew we were talking about Bowler X Battlers, so I ended up watching that. (laughs) (laughs) That was definitely mentioned, yes. I I couldn't remember if it was Paris, because I tried to look it up again on my phone and it wouldn't pop up. I thought it was like Parasite or Battler vs X Battlers. I could pick one of them, if I'm brightly. So I decided to go with the Butler X Butler. Uh, I saw, it was interesting. I mean, it definitely was what I was expecting it to be. I was expecting more actual butlering, not like detective work and yeah cafes. I was expecting more butlers. Do you want more Sebastian? Yeah. You uh, can never have enough Sebastian. That's that's true. Or you could have gotten maybe the, the robotic ones from... Uh... Anyway. But yeah... I I really enjoyed what I watched. I watched all the way up to episode 8, I think it was, which is the last one on Crunchyroll. If they're going to add, e- add any more of it, it's just like a week of it, that's it. Um, I enjoyed episode 4 the most because I like I always like ones that involve ca- festivals. So, And the fact that the little cafe shop was kind of cute. So I, I like that. Um, and having people dress up because I would totally dress up as a butler and I would be like super cute. Not really, I'm ugly as sin, but still. Well, you do it in game all the time, Ben. I do, I do dress up in game all the time. Um, in every game. In, pretty much, yeah. So yeah, I I would recommend this series. It's not much to say. It was about butlers, but and, and, they, and they battled. And they battled occasionally. Not enough battling for my liking, to be honest, considering the fact that it's in the name. I would have liked a bit more battling. Yeah, but for butlers, you know, it's never going to be much, surely. It's, I it's mean, just more than and the none average, of them but... were wielding like teacups. That was not good. <laughs> How can you call yourself a butler if you weren't wielding a teacup? Did um, anyone get locked in the fridge? That's the question. I don't uh, think anyone got locked in the fridge. Did they, I can't remember. Did anyone get locked in the fridge? Or did I miss that part? I don't know. I just asked. I can't I mean, either. It's, it's been a while since I've seen it. So it's kind of blurry. It was good, though. I would recommend it for people. Good stuff. So, in the spirit of alphabetical order, Chris. Yes. Um, so, I tried to watch the anime that you assigned to me two weeks ago. Uh, <laughs> and, and much like Kaiji, I could not get into this one either. Um, the anime is called Valkyrie Romanza, or however the hell they want to say it. It's just spelled really weird. Um, it, it's basically a show about jousting. Yeah. Um, and I first watched this, and I'm just like, within the first episode, this feels like, uh, like an uncomfortably girly anime. Like, 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 even more girly than I can stand. And it, it, it really is. It's It's... But but here I don't know what they were going for with this because it's this. How, how can I even put this? You think jousting? You think medieval? 
you start watching it and you're like, okay, it's in medieval times. And then all of a sudden, like they're in there, they have like, you know, lens crafters, glasses and tablets. And I'm just like, wait, wait, this is like the medieval. No, it's modern era. And then I realized exactly what it is. It's a modern era school in Europe that only the most rich of the rich can send their kids to. Cause these people make, like in this school, it's the main fucking sport is jousting. So <laughs> this is no fucking lacrosse team. They're jousting with real metal armor. They have like the fanciest like clothing on you can imagine. It it all looks like bulls from a military. Like really like cadet stylized horses. Um, the gliders are the guys that uh, assist the knight. Um, and kind of, they kind of like act like a second in a boxing match to the to the boxer. Yeah. And so that's so that's what this this is the setting that it's in. And already I'm just like, oh, okay, okay. So I, I'll try and get past the the insanely unaffordable prep school setting to <laughs> to see how this is. And admittedly, like when they talk about the jousting, uh, it gets pretty interesting. Like it gets me, I I, I get I got excited. To watch something about jousting again, like I haven't been since A Knight's Tale with Heath Ledger, mm-hmm. um, and then my and once I finished an episode, my interest is really gone again, much like A Knight's Tale. Uh, but the the, <laughs> the thing is, the reason I don't know who the hell they're catering this to is because it. I mean, it's really gir- girly. It's like super super girly, and they have the handsome like the main character is one of the males that. Uh, her name's Mio. Uh, she's the pink-haired one, so obviously she's the main character. Um, naturally, yeah. She, yeah, naturally. She, uh, her lover, or, or the guy that she really likes is a former knight. He became a begliter. They're like 17 at this point, I think, like at this prep school or whatever the fuck they're doing. Um, and then it's just panty shots, panty and boob shots the whole time. Wow. And it's just like it has like all the girly music, the sparklies, everything. It's like you know how Inuyasha basically Dragon Ball for girls at its time. This is what this is. This is like jousting, but it's just it's so frilly. It's so fr- I'm not saying there's anything wrong with like girly animes, but it's just so frilly. Like I can't, I can't fucking do it. And then panty shots everywhere. So many fucking panty shots all over. Like <laughs> like the the like the girl like loses balance of the of the lance, and it basically like. She starts falling forward and she falls forward for half a city mile with this thing with the, like the jet lit, the lance and like she runs by a group of girls and she's swinging it around because it's, she can't balance it and like whew, the wind is like making all the panties all the skirts fly up so you can see all the panties and then it goes back to weird to like weird oh, oh even better the innuendo is even better in this uh, there are scenes where like, they're like <laughs> she she's bending over she's like no oh, I can't. Stop, it's too hard. Oh, the, the guys behind her, like, you can see their shadows. And he's, like, behind her saying, oh, wow, I, was, I wasn't expecting you to be this tight. And then the teacher comes from behind me here, oh, let me give it a try. And then they're both, like, you see their shadows, like, what the fuck are they doing? They're, like, double-teaming this girl. And then this it's, sound like and, the best anime yet? I like it. And, well, yeah. And then, and, then it come, and then when it comes back, they're, like, actually, we're trying to fit the knight's armor on her. Every episode has, like, one of those Austin Powers moments where... And oh, she's yeah. she's like talking about like gripping the shaft properly and that and <laughs> and and taking it and then taking it next to her body and they're talking about like when he's trying to train her to use the lance like that's what that's what the show is that's basically what the show is and I have no idea who the audience was intended for 
and it's really not bad. In fact, the best thing about it is the um, the 3D animation. You know how sometimes when animators use 3D animation, it looks really, really bad in to- on top of the 2D, like uh, um, like the Seven Samurai and and uh, Berserk. Uh, this these guys, they actually. I'm not sure what studio it. I can't remember. Uh, but they actually did a really good job with the 3D animation because the house thing, they're able to do these, uh, like, Matrix-style, you know, circle around them while the action is happening in slow-mo, and you can see what, like, the Lance is doing and how she's dodging it and how she's aiming up her shot for the other one, and then she takes it. Like They, they do oh, that all in 3D. It. No, she takes it. Like, she takes it hard. Um, they, do, they do all that in 3D, and it looks good. It looks... Uh, very close to ha- kind of how you know we l- like the arc system works, like Dragon Ball's uh, fighters and uh, and Guilty Gear, like that kind of three D. But it actually looks really, really good. Like so, that was impressive. Um, and like, and don't get me wrong, like all the sex jokes and things like that are absolutely hilarious. But like I said, it's just it's weird to have it be this you know kind of frilly and bubbly and like and you know J poppy um, about these spoiled prep stu- school students while. Millions of other kids are starving in other countries, but hey, as long as we get jousting and I can get the the guy of my dreams, it was watching Dynasty. It was like watching rich people have their problems, and I felt sick with myself. And I'm just like, I need to go watch an anime about a poor sod struggling in a cruel world. Like, I can't watch this fucking anime for too long. It feels like a soap opera. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's 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 not bad. Seven out of ten. That's a fairly high school. Can't go wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, it was Garrett. the panty shots that did it for him. Uh, yeah, yeah, the panty shots added like points, admittedly. But like, oh, and at the end of every episode, they do have like a where they teach you how jousting works. You know, like one of the cute little cutout scenes that's not animated very well. So that was also very fun. That, that I liked watching those. Gradios really tight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that's the, the thing about sports anime is that it, it seems to show how the sport works nicely. It is I found that with the with All Out, it's just it explained rugby better than any person who who's a rugby player ever explained it. Nice. And yeah, I found it again with the boxing one as well. It's just it's so much terminology, not just about how the way the fights go, but also about you know the injuries that you can get and. It's it's fascinating that the focus is placed on that sort of stuff. But yeah, it yeah. is you say just happens to be interspread with uh, pants. So. Yeah, I honestly I would have appreciated mo- it more if it were more like Knight's Tale set in like an actual medieval time in an o- old European village, not fucking spill prep kids can afford, you know, hundred thousand dollar jousting armor, like I, I don't know, just the setting really didn't do it for me of that story, but I would have appreciated it in other ways um so that brings us to gary yes i am still here yeah and we want you to talk (laughs) about what you got picked uh i got picked 91 days by you sir neil um this has probably been my favorite anime since we started doing this um Tim and Chris know how I feel about a lot of animes, and I'll tell you guys now, where I mostly feel anime has become so similar and so stagnant 
lately that I feel like it's the same characters just traveling to different worlds and doing the same thing. Mm. Um, and this anime was such a fantastic breath of fresh air. I mean, it's not fantasy. It's not random freaking uh, what's it called? God damn it. Now I lost the word harem. It, it has nothing, none of those things. It's a serious anime about the mafia. Um, and it essentially, I don't know why it's called 91 Days, because the story takes within a 12-day period. And it tells you that at the start of every episode. It's like day seven. Mm. Um, but pretty much what it is, is it tells the story of this kid who whose family was murdered by uh, the Venetian family. And the Venetti family, um, they were uh, subordinates of their Don, and they killed him because they thought he was killing the, the, the family the, the, that they were a part of uh, with his decisions and stuff. So they killed him, and they went to, I believe it's uh, a doctor and his family because they are looking for a ledger. And he kept this ledger, of, uh, from what I understood, was like all the ones that they had all the um people they made bribes with and everything like that and when he refused to give them that ledger uh they killed him uh they killed his wife and his son but their other son was the one who survived and he got away and one of the veneti family members could have killed the son as he was running away from the house he purposely missed because he didn't feel comfortable killing a child and it takes place after that seven years after that happened where he's now a teenager and he receives a letter it's the boy that got he receives a letter naming all the people that killed his family and there's even a picture of his little brother that was in their house so he would know that that's a legitimate letter. Um, So he gets this letter and he decides to essentially plan his revenge. And it's this fantastic story of how he plans it out and how he manipulates everybody into believing him. Like he gets in with family, he earns their trust, and he starts taking them out one by one and manipulating it so they think other mob families have done it so the story itself it takes place in i believe a fiction of fiction a fiction fiction fictional fictional, yes i couldn't figure out what the word was (laughs) (laughs) a fictional city called the lawless but it takes it is in america and it takes place during prohibition and prohibition put a huge role because that's how they get in with the family uh him and his best friend who he ran to after his family was murdered. Um, They're obviously now grown up. His best friend has created a new moonshine. And it's so good that he realizes that this is his way of getting in with the family now, is this moonshine. So he goes to a specific bar that he knows the, the family members hang out with, and he tries to sell it to them. And a whole bunch of stuff happens, and essentially the story uh is between three mafia families, the Venetti family, the Orca family, 
and I believe it's called the Lagusa family. Wait, so what was those the are first the family. The Veneti family. Isn't that uh, like vegetable spaghetti? I don't know. <laughs> God damn it! Yes, Ben. Yes, Ben. That is what it is. Yes. <laughs> Anyhow, the Lagusa family is the biggest family. They run the city of Chicago. Um, and the Venetti and the Orcas are essentially like beneath them and they answer to them. So as you know, our main character, I don't remember what his name is. Let me see. Avilio. Avilio is his name. Uh, Avilio, he, um, he gets in with the Venetti family and he meets all the people that murdered his family. And he clearly, he's not just going to start shooting them. He, starts to act out this huge plan that he's come up with. So he starts pitting the families against each other by doing specific things. I, I really don't want to spoil a lot of it because it's so well done mm. um, that it really needs to be like, if you're into like the mafias and that type of a setting and that type of a story, um, I 100% recommend it. It's not the Godfather storytelling, obviously, but it's really, really good. And there, there are some things that kind of just fall into place perfectly, which is very anime-like. And the main character, Avilio, he's very broody. And he's like, oh, okay, whatever. And, um, and like, if you're watching the dub version, which I recommend that you do, everybody speaks in an accent. Like the old, uh, well, not the old, like a Brooklyn or New York accent. Yeah. Uh, if you know what I'm talking about. Um yeah, speak with that kind of accent. And some of them have an Italian accent, like but but they all have it. It it took a while to get used to, but I once I did, I really enjoyed it. But yeah, it's so good and you get attached to so many characters and you start to see the story from their point of view, especially the Venetti family and why they killed his dad and stuff like that. And you really start to feel for a lot of them. Yeah. And it it just it, there's so much bloodshed, much sadness that goes throughout the whole story, and the ending itself is so fucking good. I can't recommend the story enough for its ending because it's it's not an ending that I guess you would expect. And yeah, like I I can't recommend this enough. Uh, this is easily like a ten out of ten for me. If, you, if you're into that stuff, I highly recommend you watch it. It's very, very well done. Very well done anime. Such a great breath of fresh air when it comes uh, to anime for me. Thank you for that recommendation. Splendid. That's good. Nice. Good to hear. So, we move on to Klaus. And in true Ben fashion, he would be another uh, <laughs> fan service style anime. No. no surely well, not. You know, couldn't have told by the title. Is it right to try to pick up girls in a dungeon? So the answer is, of course, always yes. Um, no, actually, it's not. Um, and this actually was a pretty good anime. Uh, amazingly, it, it's this one is would not have been liked by Gary, I'm sure, because he doesn't like um the ones with the harems and things and with all the panty shots, apparently. But, I never said I don't like those. <laughs> <laughs> He's just 
tired of them. Nobody can ever top Ryoko for Gary again, so he's given up. Nobody can top Ryoko. He's the number one waifu. <laughs> but this was a very interesting anime. Um, if you think about a lot of the new style animes coming out, you, you know, one of the, the big ones that came out in the re- past few years was like Start Out Online. You know, the big MMO style um, anime. This is very similar to that, except for the fact that it's not in a game. This is their real life. Um, This is about a bunch of a world where a bunch of people um, basically work for gods and goddesses. Um, The gods and goddesses came down to Earth and basically gave up their um, their divine powers to be with people. And instead, they give their blessing to uh, certain people who them. And become part of their familia, and then explore uh, this giant dungeon in in this town. Um, sounds odd, I know, but it, it goes into it. We start the main character, uh, Bell Cranel. Um, mm-hmm. He is a part of the the uh, familia Hestia, um, and is the only member of uh, Hestia's uh, group, and. Hestia is a very interesting goddess. Uh, basically, she's you know like a Lolita style, you know, a young girl, big boobs, and uh, fawns all over Belle. Hang on, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it, it it gets problematic, but not quite as not quite that bad. Still, yeah, we had to slap that stick. <laughs> <laughs> Um, one of the last things that Bell remembers um, was from his uh, um, late grandfather before he passed. Um, big piece of advice he was given was to, um, you know, to, to to find a woman, you know, that you know, to, to save a woman in a dungeon and you know have her basically fawn all over him, and that's why you you search the dungeons. It's not for all the riches. It's not for all the um, accolades. It's to find the woman. Of your dreams, and take it to heart, and he starts becoming an adventurer. Just a level one, working in the uh, the first few levels of this dungeon, and he for some reason he gets down a little bit too far from where he should be, and he encounters a very high high level minotaur, and he is backed into a corner when he is inexplicably saved by this uh, beautiful blonde-haired uh, sword princess and um, he is you know he he gets covered in blood in this uh, minotaur's blood after she slays him and he's all like whoa and then he he looks up she looks at him, he gets all embarrassed and he runs out of the dungeon and just runs out and, and through the town and kind of just makes kind of a, a whole uh, scene and he gets known as the the tomato because he's streaking through the streets blood red <laughs> and it's it's so people recognize him as as that but a cool thing in this particular anime is they actually level up and their their gods or goddesses can check their stats uh they do that by checking this tat this intricate tattoo on their backs and um um Hestia notices that uh, Bell has been leveling up 
quite a bit uh, since this last encounter and um, is getting much stronger, much faster than he really should be. He found that exploit. <laughs> found hacks. But uh, he, he found that quest, that re- repeatable quest that gives bonus XP. <laughs> no, he, he ended up um, developing a very rare um, skill that basically, as long as he is in love with this woman who saved his life, he is a bonus to his stats. Oh, he um, maxed out his relationship. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll shut up now. His his charisma stat is through the roof. <laughs> <laughs> but she doesn't tell him that because it's it, it's it's a a weird skill that nobody has seen it, and she's afraid that if anybody finds out about it, they're gonna try and uh, take him away from her familia, and then she's gonna be left without anybody. So she's kind of kind of holding on to that. Um, anyway, the story con- continues to proceed. You know he keeps working in the dungeon really hard to try and, uh, you know, gather um, up enough uh, loot to keep the the familia going. Um, even uh, the goddess Hestia works a job to try and um, keep things going. It's just the two of them. They're, they're in a uh, pretty run-down old church. They live in the basement of it, and uh, she's always trying to uh, um, hit on him, and he's just kind of dense. He, he's kind of dense about a lot of things. It's like every... A female character that Bell runs into starts to kind of fawn a little bit over him, and uh, he he just kind of continues to play the role of the dumb innocent uh, um, guy. That so it's 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 got that same type of trope where you know he, the main character is kind of oblivious to all of that, but he's wanted by all the women. And like I said, this one is no different on that. But where it really gets interesting is it, it also, he, he has a work ethic that really starts to rub off on a lot of people, but also rubs off, rubs people the wrong way. Uh, the people who have been doing this for a very long time, they see that he is advancing really fast and uh, he's having a what they see as an easier time of it, even though he's working really hard to do it. Um, it, 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 it rubs them the wrong way and he, they end up trying to basically hurt him or take advantage of him and um, has to deal with all of that as well. And what's really interesting about this entire series, I'm going to kind of try and summarize it here without giving away any major plot points, but it's a very interesting retelling of a lot of different types of um Pantheons. Um, there's a lot of Greek gods within this, but there, I noticed there's also some Japanese gods, and there's a, a number of, of different uh, um, gods of, of in this that are represented. So it's it's kind of cool. I mean, we even see some Norse gods with Loki. Um, but so it, it's like all if all of the gods from all the different religions all kind of um, came down to one area and decided to hang out and um, and and have a big party and then invite people to work for them. That's what basically what we would get here, and it's a lot of fun. Watch. Um, and the the story at the end, like I said, it's a retelling of some really classic um, style stories from back in uh, old Greek, you know, Homer style stories. So I think if you really enjoy thing, you would really enjoy this anime. Plus, it's like I said, it's got some fan service and it's got you know a lot of that fun stuff too. Fantastic! Wow, nice, good stuff. I was surprised, and actually, it's like they're getting a second season here pretty soon as well. 
Yay! And cool. So like so, I said, that's called Is It Wrong to Be to Try and Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon? Or you might actually find it easier by the, the its nickname Don Machi. Yeah. Because it's got a really, really long Chinese name and just shorten it to Don Machi instead. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that brings it to me then. Uh, I got from Tim Hajime no Ipo, the fighting rising. Um which is apparently the third season of this uh, particular anime, but uh, they are standalone to a fairly large degree. It's a boxing sports anime, which is wheelhouse of my dreams. This is a, if any sport is perfect for an anime adaptation, if it's not wrestling, it's boxing. And boy, yes, it works really well. Yeah, I found... It's unreal how well it works. Um, Ippo is the protagonist of this uh, whole thing. He's trained all his life to become a boxer. You know, from a young age, he was bullied. He found he got taken to a uh, gym after being beaten up and was inspired to become a boxer. And of course, of course, in proper anime tradition, he has a really strong punch despite being raw, and that takes him and become something of a great but uh, and he has his special moves and such uh, such as the Dempsey role but uh, basically he we bobs and weaves in an infinity sign sort of way and uh, because apparently that that works but uh, it's the fights are really well done I mean it, the animation is very limited on it. it. You know, it's a lot of like uh, still frames with like just whooshing across uh, that you can see where budget cuts have definitely been taken on that, but it works with what they're doing. They're just sort of a little flurry of action, a slow-mo you know, drag across a still screen as they, the commentators, which is the best thing about the fights is the commentators and then just sort of describing what's happening, you know, both in terms of what kind of punch they're going for, what kind of, what, tactics are being employed and what possible injuries they're suffering from the fight and yeah it's like if you imagine you know, like most uh, animes where there are fight scenes you know say dragon balls or my hero academia it's you know very much you're seeing what is happening on screen someone will usually chime in with like saying oh wow he's doing that move blah blah blah, blah in a very excellent heavy sort of way here they have the commentators doing all that in a very natural way because you know boxing has commentators and it fits and yeah it, it really adds to fights adds to the drama and to the tension they're, they're way over the top they you know they're, they're not proper boxing fights this is like uh, rocky the anime in that, in that regard it is just like people belting the shit out of each other until someone gets to do their special someone will actually uh, over the course of each fight uh, block Ippo's special and he'll have to find another way around it which usually involves getting beat up for a bit coming back and then just belting them with a special move again and it works the same usually um, yeah I mean uh, in general ideas terms it's your very usual sort of anime tropes but I know it's enjoyable what it does I like it. as I said because it feels like anime it, it works really well because it's just that over dramatized version of a sport and fighting is 
one of the things that animes get very done very well, and it's no different here. It, in between the fights, there's a lot of backstory on you know, his childhood. This one like shows uh, his father's sacrifice so, uh, to you know because he's a was a fisherman, and uh, this it seems to be a common theme. About some of the, I mean, the first few episodes, the first fight in this season is on a submarine, of course. Um, which apparently which leads into them you know, getting very short of breath a lot easier because of the depth they're at. And yeah, it's just this, a lovely little novel twist on it, and I can't fault it for that. But yeah, at the same time, it's very much like most anime in the way it sort of goes about. So, good 7 out of 10. Yeah. What the hell was those sound effects? What the sound effects? Somebody's baby monitor was going off. Yeah, yeah that was. Yeah, that was mine. I'm afraid. Sorry. She's, <laughs> she's being the, the monumental pain in the ass. Oh, so that was I, it. All I had was beep and then ah, I'm so horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> I will uh, have to leave the rest of the podcast in your hands, guys. So, um, all right. Someone else will have to take on the, the hosting mantle because I, I had to get. Yeah, I had to get out repeatedly during this podcast, and luckily that's worked a few times, but uh, probably not much longer. Tim is the next to go, though, so I will, I will introduce Tim's segment and then uh, leave it in the hands of Ben. So thank you, everyone, for listening. Guys, I'm in charge now. Uh-oh. <laughs> there goes the neighborhood. <laughs> just slapping some problematic stickers just to get ready. <laughs> Preemptive problematic. Yeah, before I go. (laughs) (laughs) Layers. See ya. See you, Neil. Okay, so the the suggestion I had this week was called Blackjack. And unlike its name, it's not a beer. It's about this, this guy who I feel was inspired by the Phantom from Phantom of the Opera. He has part of his face kind of sewn on with some artificial skin. I'm not really sure. Because, uh, and I'm not really sure because the, the show doesn't really spend a lot of time focusing on Blackjack. And this would be the first piece of media. And I remember asking Gary about this. And, like, you know, I thought maybe like since this was a movie, maybe there was a show before it and, you know, all the backstory and things were you know, headed. But no, it's just all. It, he just was this like hypothetical character. Um, but the premise was very cool um it it's this um it's i would say it's you know it's 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 in our time earlier but it's uh this this almost an outbreak of superhuman people and not like like quirks or powers or anything but they're just exponentially better at things than you know like the the standard person like you know they can jump higher uh some can jump higher some can run better and faster you know things like that and it's very cool because uh, the, the premise is very cool in that, right? Because after they kind of like reach a uh, a fame or break a record, is time they basically perish. Like something something kicks in them that deteriorates them so greatly and so quickly that they die within hours of this. You know, like the the bad end of the side effects showing up and. Uh, a group of scientists try to get together and try to figure these things out, and Blackjack ends up getting involved. And what's really peculiar 
is that he's not a doctor, and they mention that over and over and over, but he's still at the very heart and soul of all these medical decisions going on. And I find that a little peculiar, especially since, I mean, you have, you know, you, which what, with the information you're given, there's not a lot of justification for his ability to be there. And I, it, I don't know. I mean, I, f- I wish that there were more context to him because he seems interesting and he seems very, very informed. He's very capable, as you can see along the way, too. But like, he can just kind of walk into a high-end surgical theater and just take over. Yeah, I, th- there has to be something missing. And it just doesn't talk about it. It's 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 very frustrating just watching him do whatever he wants. I mean, he does it well, and everything just just super pristine, and he's super skilled, and it's obvious. But he's not licensed, and I don't know if that's supposed to be like a like a he's better than that sort of thing or what. But it just it kind of takes away from what's going on, and um, and the first bit of it is kind of like back and forth between him being a mysterious character that nobody really asks about everybody kind of just knows and every time he goes into some place they kind of just get him and people out seek him out and things like that and uh it's i mean i just wish his premise were more grounded in some way because the uh the 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 narrative points are very cool and it'd be cool to, you know it was cool to see him do these things like super intricate proceed you know, procedure you know um, these very touchy touchy surgeries on um, the uh, not the mandula abongata what's I can't think of it um, but it, it it was literally like they had to separate spheres a bit and get in there and remove this piece that they could barely see actually and he had this really cool um technique to 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 find it he almost found it by accident as he said and like it it was really where things got super interesting and i would say i think that was like 40 or 50 minutes in in a in a show that was um an hour and a half so it took a bit um but it, it really hit a point where it was just Everything that was leading up to there, we had a really good point there, and it's incredibly interesting, and you learned a lot about um, the circumstances behind this, and it's actually a virus that um, that hyper-stimulates their brains, and it releases tons of endorphins, like uh, massive, massive quantities, making them capable of doing so much more than they would normally be able to do, and you know, it, it ultimately causes their demise, like their body can't handle it. Um, but... There's, and I don't know how spoiler I want to get with this because it's old. I don't know how many people are. I, I don't know, it 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 kind of tackles that um, that, and I won't go into specifics, but it kind of tackles that um, that sort of like success versus self sacrifice. Like willing to break your own back if you can reach that pinnacle you've been searching for. It it kind of it kind of touches on it and takes a great twist on things there because you know people are perishing and everybody's trying to keep them alive but uh yeah um i I would say it's worth a watch for a lot of things and that would be one of them um but it's not worth watching for the ending because uh you find out i don't want to go about too much on the uh the hook but 
there's a betrayal and there are things going in and it ends up just kind of falling flat because I know circumstances get super ramped up and only half of the people really have to worry about the circumstances. The other ones just kind of don't have to worry about it, let alone like much like blackjack. And he's one of the main ones that really don't have to worry about it. And I don't, there's no reason for it. There's no justification happens. And yeah, I mean, it, the, the show had a, some strong points. It's some very cool ideas, but it just didn't execute in the ways that it should. Um, and if I'm going to put a number on it, I would say... I'd want to say like a strong five. Because it has a lot of good points. It's about half... You know, it's it, middle ground. Uh, it has some strong points, but it, it misses the mark on a lot of them. And the character doesn't have much... Um, much to do in terms of like his place in the world. He just kind of seems like a a convenient piece that moves around and fixes things. He doesn't really feel that real or justified, even if he is super good at what he does. There's just nothing that, you know, brings him to justification. Yeah, that's why I was kind of hesitant of giving it to you. Um, <laughs> it is a movie where... You, it was essentially made for people who already knew about the character, because like I said, I the manga came out in '73. Oh, um, that's right. Yeah, and then he made a whole bunch of cameo appearances, and like Astro Boy was one of them. He had a whole bunch of scenes in Astro Boy. For those who don't know what Astro Boy is, you should. It's, very, <laughs> it's a very old anime, and it's a huge iconic figure when it comes to anime. Astro Boy um, is cool. Yeah, uh, he he played a lot of cameos in there, and then they did a live TV show about it, and then they made a live action movie, and then they did the anime movie, which is what you saw. Then they did a series back in 2003 for it, um, okay. which lasted about like six episodes, I think. And then the one that you see when you go to Crunchyroll and you type in Blackjack, you see like this anime that has like 26, 27 episodes, and that's... Uh, like an origin story that shows you when he was going to medical school and learning how to be who he was. It's like, I don't remember what it was called, Blackjack something, but it's the one that you see on all the anime streaming services. But, yeah. It's a very old anime. It's Obviously, it has a lot of fans in Japan. But, yeah, the movie was made for people who already knew the character. So, okay. That That's why sense. they don't really go back and tell you about him and his history or anything like that. Okay. I just thought it'd be interesting, something different. Something yeah, I like the medical was... side of things. That was great. Mm. Uh, but just I everything think... around it was kind of meh. I think that was everyone, wasn't it? I think so. Yes. Yeah. So are we using our new schedule today? Seems like it, yeah. Chris? Mm-hmm. Tell us, the class, what anime we should watch. <laughs> hey, wait, 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 wait. Alfonso didn't talk. Oh, yeah, he didn't get to watch it. Yeah, he didn't it. get Sorry. to watch it. He was in we the... Pro- Sorry, Fonzie. It's all right. My, my only thing is, will I be able to talk about it next week? Yeah, that'd be fine. He was in his real-life anime. Yeah, he was in real-life anime. Yeah. We should probably explain to everybody the things we're making, though, first. Yeah. 
basically we've decided because it ends up with us talking one by one and then taking forever that maybe it'll be a good idea because this is Chris's amazing idea because Chris is awesome. Thank you. (laughs) To have a gay books style club. Um, And basically we have one I made picked for us, which they're not looking forward to when it's my turn. Um, (laughs) And we will all discuss it civilized. I mean, as civilized as we can be when it comes to us. Um, in a, in a manner where we talk about the anime we watch for the week. That way, if one of us can't make that week, we, you know, we, it's no issues of trying to skip. So, yeah. That's the plan, I think. The Problematic Sticker Anime Club. There you I've go. always <laughs> wanted to be in a book club. Me too. And now we can do one about anime. Isn't it great? It's the best. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Yeah, no, I'm glad that the uh, that the idea took hold. I really am. I think this will be a really really be a a benefit as a whole to uh, to the podcast. Um, so I, I'm excited. Let me actually present to you the anime that inspired this idea because I hope it, it was one book club. Uh, it, well, no, no, it's not. It's actually well, it's you'll see. <laughs> okay, so this ad, basically I started watching a couple other animes and uh including the currently ongoing and uh and as i was watching this one i was so blown away by the ending of the first season that i i wanted to really talk to you guys about this i'm like well fuck i want everybody to be able to experience this so we can actually talk about that and that this is where the idea came from um from that so so what this anime is called it is on crunchyroll it is called Itori Noshita, the Outcast. Again, can you spell that for us? Yes, yes. H i t o r i space n o space s h i t a, and then it's hyphen the Outcast. I don't, that's the name of it. I don't know. Under one you person know. is the English translation. Sounds like a porno. <laughs> I was going to say that sounds like some ad pick. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. <laughs> no, so, so this, I, I don't know. I not know how to explain what happened, but this anime, I was just browsing through Crunchyroll, checking out updated. This one jumped out at me. I started watching it, fell in love with it. It's it's honestly one of my new fans. Um, it's currently in its second season. I don't know if it's finished or not. But I would say only like the you know the, the first season I think would be manageable for for everybody barring any extreme circumstances. It's, so it's twelve episodes, and wow, where where to start? There is so much going on in this anime. Um, it starts out with a uh, gentleman named Cho Shakurin. Uh, he his grave is disturbed, and his grandson comes back to this town. His name is Sauron. And uh, he wants to go f- visit his father, his grandfather's grave. Uh, and he gets in and comes to find out that it's been robbed. You know, like it's been dug up, like the whole grave just obliterated. Um, and his body was the only one that was stolen. And he, so in order to kind of, you know, after the police, the police chief tells him this after he gets back into town. That night he goes to the grave and there's a woman there. Uh, kind of digging the grave back up. And he, 
you know, he does, he has no idea who this woman is, um, but they they kind of get to. Uh, well, he he spies on her, and then he runs away because he thinks she looks crazy. Just, uh, and then she catches up to him and whoops his ass. And he wakes up in the grave, and this woman is beginning to bury him alive, and he doesn't know what the hell is going on. And if you think it, just the beginning of it starts out weird, wait, like it gets. I will warn you, it gets so far off wall that you're just like what the fuck is going on but i promise it'll all make sense at the end of the first season and i i was i was i was blown away by it it was that first season was one of the best things i've ever done so i hope that you enjoy it and i'm really excited to talk to you guys about this if we can do a if we're able to do a spoiler cast next week for the first season i think that would be fucking great (laughs) i think with everybody talking about it that probably would be uh an all right thing to do Mm mm-hmm so there, there you go. That is my recommendation, and I'm very, I'm very happy again that we were able to do this. I'm excited for this. <laughs> so yeah, that will be our tweak mainly because we have two podcasts on this channel: uh, PlayStation Unchained and the Anime, the Problematic Sticker Podcast. And with both being almost two hours long, some weeks. Especially with E3 coming up next week, I felt like this was a good idea to take in, just so we all more condensed, but still fill a problematic stickers podcast because we are the problematic stickers. <laughs> <laughs> I am a problematic sticker, and that's why we love you. <laughs> yes, uh, I love you. So we'll round up the podcast now. Klaus, do you have any shout-outs? Actually, I want to talk about something I just started out on our. Um our stream at uh, twitch.tv slash Phoenix down radio. Um, this year we are, we're, we're pleased to be joining extra uh, for the second year this year and raising funds for children's hospitals across the country. Um, for the month of June, I have decided to put my beard on the line. It's the final <laughs> count. <clears throat> what that means. I, I I'm looking for everybody's health here. Um, we're trying to raise $500 for our Extra Life charity. And if we can do that, um, I'm, I'm setting up two different teams. You can either choose to say bye-bye beard or you can choose to save the beard. If you donate to our uh, Extra Life, uh, you can go to phoenixrmradio.com uh, and, and click on the uh, Extra Life donation on the, on the link on the side. Um, you, you can choose which team you want to join and whichever team has the most donations, they will get their wish. Can we get a spoiler? A spoiler? Who's winning so far? Right now, Team Bye Bye Beard has a seed. So, like I say, if we can hit that $500 goal, uh, we may be shaving the beard at the end of the month, guys. So, How close are we? We're, we're, we still have a ways to go. We're at 175 that's not bad. Of our five hundred dollar goal, so we have we have the full month of, of June to go. So I'm yeah. I'm reaching out here as well to try and spread the word and hope that we can raise some money for uh, an amazing charity. Uh, they, yeah. they raised what over over nine or ten million dollars last year alone uh, for all these children's hospitals. Oh, wow! So it's definitely a very worthwhile cause, and we're very happy to be joining them again this year. So again, oh, if you want I more information, we... twitch dot or phoenixdownradio dot com. Yeah. I'm sure there'll be a link at twitch.tv slash phoenixdownradio also if you want to. There go is there. there as well, yes. Yeah, or follow them on Twitter at phoenixdownradio. I'm sure. Phxdn radio, yes. Yeah. 
So that's what I wanted to spend my time to discuss. Thank you very much, guys. Appreciate you having me on again. No problem. Thank you for being on. It's always good to have you on, mate. One I, question. I'm oh, really going to miss the beard if it leaves. I, I will say that. I, <laughs> I love the beard, Klaus. <laughs> well, the reason I'm doing it now is because I figured that at least, you know, regrow it again. And maybe we can uh, put, you know, do it again once the uh, actual uh, um, Games Day 2018 comes in November. Ooh. Make make the stakes a little bit higher at that point, so. Uh, anyway, Afonso, you were going to say something? Um. Can we donate for both teams, or you only can be on one team? No, you you, you can do whatever you want, really. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's just with every if you're gonna if you choose to donate, want to join a team, uh, just in a little message window, you can just put like hashtag t- or team hashtag uh, bye bye beard or uh, team hashtag save the beard. That way, I have something that I can reference and I can update it. Okay. And is that all your shout-outs? Yes. Uh, Alfonso, do you have any shout-outs? To you guys, the listeners, to the followers, to the assholes who will listen to my story, do not mind ones, because you will pay the consequences. That is it. Yes. I don't know who you are, <laughs> but I'll find <laughs> you. And I'll mess you up. <laughs> and... Um... Chris, have you got any shout-outs? Uh, friends, fans, family, you guys. Uh, uh, follow me on Twitter at Devangel, D-E-V-A-N-G-I-E-L. And, uh, and yeah, that's all. Gary? His shout-outs don't exist. He hate di- His shout-outs to I hate video games. <laughs> Sorry, I was on mute. <laughs> um, same as Chris. Uh, everybody, uh, Thanks for having me on. Um, we reach out to me on Twitter at Gagwaush. That's J G L A U S H. And the sexy Tim no 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 Thank you, everybody, for listening. We we love having you around, Fonzie. I'm really glad you survived. And knowing now, I feel like it's probably best for them that they survived. Like, you were already bad at story. You're, like, above and beyond. <laughs> that was an interesting story. Though I'm still sad that you weren't driving with the knife in your mouth, but... You know, Why? Don't Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> it's Ben. Do you really have to... Yes, I have, I have to ask. We don't really see many ask. people... Shannon's going to ask. People don't really wield knives here in England, so I don't know how you hold them. Uh, there's a handle, right? I don't know. Hand is in the name. What do you wield in in Scarsborough, Ben? Claws. And frying pans. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Here I thought it was, you know, whips and... That's something else. Holy water and... Yeah, we we, we punch walls to bring out turkeys. God's sake. Jerry, is, is your family name actually Belmont? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. On that bombshell. <laughs> Have a good night, everybody. Good night. Goodbye. Ah, shout out to my shout out. Shout out to Master Radio. Shout out to Phoenix Town. Shout out to everyone else here. 
A shout out to Von Malik and Girlfriend's favorite streamer. And a shout out to this new podcast I listen to called Ruggers Reach. Go check them out. A shout out to everything that exists. A shout out to Alfonso. Alfonso, you're a badass. And I'm now scared of you. So until next week, <laughs> I'll see you all next, if, if I'm still alive. Bye. <laughs>